They keep you up at night. They haunt you in your dreams. They will always find you. And there is no escape. Welcome to the new mini-series, where each day we will hear the scariest, most horrifying tales from both distributors and suppliers throughout the month of October. This is Promo Horrors, the haunting tales of your nightmare orders, hosted by Taylor Borst and Stephen McFadden. And welcome back to Promo Horrors, the nightmare tales of your promotional stories and orders and all the crazy bad experiences that we have. Um, We have an awesome guest with us today um, that we will get to in just a moment. But before I do, I have our host with myself, Taylor Borch of American Solutions for Business. Taylor, how are you today? I'm doing great, Stephen McFadden with Perfect Promotions. Are you? Do you have all your all your Halloween stuff up yet? Oh, I have some stuff up. Um, you know, I, I live out in the country, and so we get no trick or treaters, which is terribly, terribly sad for me because I've my whole life I've basically just wanted to have trick or treaters that I've never lived in town. Um, <laughs> so it'd be weird to like try to push candy on kids that aren't in your neighborhood either. I feel like. Right, 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 right. Like, uh, please drive out to this gravel road, drive down this long driveway, and <laughs> trick or treat at my house. <laughs> so, no, I don't have a ton of decorations, even though I would uh, love to do it if I lived in town. But what about you? You you kind of go all out, don't you? Yeah, we have a spider house this year. Um, so we have, like, spider webs on the house, and like we have one of those like giant webs that goes from, like, the second floor down to the, the ground, and there's a big spider on it that my daughter has named the spider raindrop um <laughs> and so it's yeah we have probably about 13 spiders all over our house so nice. it's pretty pretty cool I so before it. we get to our special guest i want to do a shout out to hit promotional products who is the awesome sponsor of this podcast every day through the month of october and they have an awesome line called aws that if you're looking for some purpose with your promotional products definitely check them out five percent of all the proceeds from the aws line goes back to a variety of charities. So check them out when you're looking to provide some purpose or to, to make a, a gift just a little bit extra special. So Taylor, today with us all the way from Toronto, Canada, is an account director at Right Sleeve, Alexis Lahana? Help me out. I'm so sorry I just butchered your name. <laughs> no problem. It's Lahava. La yes. Lahava. La yes, I had it spelled correctly Ooh, and everything. That's a fun last name to say, Lahava. It, it sounds very like, I don't know, I always feel like it's kind of French, but it's not. I know. It, it's taken some getting used to. I've only had it now for about eight months, so it's very new for oh, me as well. Oh, congrats. Thank you. I thought it was a character from Moana. <laughs> Definitely sounds like it's along those lines for sure. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, I know. I know a lot about um, Right Sleeve and that group, and that's. And we're so happy to have you, have you here with us. We had. Uh, we heard you have a. Uh, uh, a story you wanted to share with us. What's your promo horror story? Uh, yes, definitely. So this one actually just wrapped up um, probably about two weeks ago where we were dealing with an amazing media agency um, in downtown Toronto, and they get to go away every year. They were about a company of about 200 employees that are based in three different offices around Canada, and they go every year. They take all their staff for a summer camp week retreat, um, which is awesome. 
So they um, took all their staff out there, and they always give a wicked gift. So whether it's an apparel item, you know, whether they're doing a water bottle, something like that, just depending on which time of year they get to go. And they came to us this year, and we were going to do these fantastic crew neck sweaters. Super comfy, um, you know, definitely keep them warm and everything like that. And so we got all these awesome designs going, and we're like, you know what, we're gonna, we want to change things up. We want to have, you know, a little bit more of a different design on it. So we went with flocking. So mm. <laughs> we decided, you know, we're going to take off that whole, like, roots Canadian kind of vibe, and um, we did a flocked design on the sweaters and got everything ready to go. Everything was going perfectly, even got them delivered to the client um, two weeks early. So they got them. They love them. They're ready. They're heading up to camp. I check in with them, you know, on the Friday before they head up there, and they're like, everything's perfect. The sizes are great. We love everything about these. Couldn't be more happy. And I'm like, Awesome you know, turn my life off a little bit for the weekend and, um, you know, get a, an email on Sunday saying everything is ruined. Um, <laughs> so there comes my shock. You know, I, I try not to check my email so often on the weekends, but I sort of, you know, wear my head out all the time, just sort of thinking about all the products that we're giving out, making sure everyone's super happy with the experience and everything that we're providing them with. And I found out that the second our sweatshirts, our crewnecks get into the wash, every bit of that decoration is falling off. Oh, no. So. I, I, have to, I have to ask, did you tell them to flock off? <laughs> I did not tell them to flock off of that. That would have okay, been yeah. a good one to put in there. <laughs> um, so I, I obviously start freaking out. I'm, you know, getting on the phone with my decorator, being like, what's happened here? Like, this is a company that we've used for years. Um, they do all kinds of stuff from us for summer camps, universities, businesses, everything. Like, they, they do it all. And I was shocked. So I get back into my office on Monday, and I get on the phone with my client, and I'm asking them, so how many? Is this all of them? Is this half of them? Like, what is going on here? And she said that any single one of them that had been washed um, – had had all of that decoration fall off. And what decoration method did you use? So it's flocking. If you, it's sort of like a it's, fuzzy, oh, that, oh, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Like if you've ever seen like a Roots Made in Canada or Beaver Canoe, any of those kinds of um, designs, they're always sort of like that fluffy raised print. Um, right, mm -hmm. right. And it's, it's super cool and fun, just something a little bit different to add a, more texture onto, you know, something like a basic screen print. Um, but it had all sort of washed off. So... That, that ended up being a, a bit of a problem, obviously. And, of course, now we get into the fact that half of these are all damaged and the ones that hadn't been washed were like, don't wash them, please, please, please. Don't, whatever you're doing, we'll take them back and we'll figure out what the problem is. See what's going on. Yeah, yeah. so we were able to get three of them sent back to our office that hadn't been washed and, you know, we got our decorator on it and he went through and was just like, you know what, they didn't cure long enough. They didn't sit in the oven left long enough to bake on that glue to make sure that it didn't come off. So we're like, awesome, we figured this out. So, we, you know, you think you're in the clear, and of course you never are. Um, we then remembered that the crewnecks that we were doing um, were discontinued. So, <laughs> we then had the fun part of going and saying, okay, well, if you haven't washed your sweatshirt, send it back to us, and you know what, we'll be able to fix it. But if you've already washed yours, there's a good chance right now that we aren't going to be able to fix that or get you the same style that you had ordered before and the sizing because everything had been discontinued. Um, so we ended up having, I think, about 50 of them that needed to be fully replaced. So we worked with a supplier of ours, you know, pulling strings and finding warehouses and anyone who had any kind of semblance of this 
crew neck sweater remaining. It was a little bit of a different style with a raglan sleeve and two-tone arms. And, of course, it was nothing that was sort of a... Not your everyday Exactly, piece, right? which is <laughs> why they wanted it, of course. And I totally right. get that. Um, so we, we were able to actually figure out, I think there were maybe one or two people who didn't get their exact size back. Um, but everyone in the end did get their sweatshirt back, which led to our next logistical problem was we now had about 150 sweatshirts that were coming to us that hadn't been washed. For people who had worn them over the weekend, they were sweaty, they were dirty. So how are we then going to make sure that each and every person who sent in their sweatshirt got their exact same sweatshirt back? Because, you know, you... Oh, right. <laughs> so we're dealing with three offices, one in Vancouver, one in Montreal, one in Toronto, and we had an amazing team there who were working with us who knew that this wasn't our problem, who, you know, pulled their staff one afternoon and they were bagging each sweatshirt, writing the name on it, writing the size, making sure that each thing was um, properly taken care of. Um, sent it back to our decorator. They were fantastic with, you know, making sure that each piece went back into the bag that it came out of, which, of course, takes a lot more time than, you know, just taking all these and throwing them, you know, into the dryer to cure them. Um, and then we ended up shipping them back out to both being, or all three of the offices um, across Canada. So now everyone has their sweatshirt back. Everything was fine at the end of the day, but... Oh, wow. God, was that not a fun thing to have to deal with on a Sunday. And it also happened um, right actually before I went away. So, of course, then having my team to have to take over a project that they know really nothing about and trying to figure it out and make sure that, you know, at the end of the day, our client is happy and satisfied, which thankfully they are. So it was it was a, <laughs> a tough one there, but definitely, definitely horrifying when you first get that email and have to try and figure out what oh, you're doing. Sure. So. Yeah, that's, that was sort of, you know, my, I guess, last month was when we were dealing with that issue. Wow. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, gosh. So, Alexis, um, I, I'm just trying to take, take myself through that whole yeah. process. I'm sure it was crazy just trying to figure out, like, what do we do, where the issue yeah. is. How, how, how were, they, were they pretty receptive um, once, once the problem was identified and, and the solution you guys came up with? Was it something that they were like, we know you'll take care of us and, and, you know, let's just handle it the best way possible. Were they, were they cool with they, that? I mean, what, how, how did yeah, they, no, they, I'm, I'm fortunate that this is a client of mine who is phenomenal. She completely understands what we do day in and day out and realizes that again, you know, stuff happens and it's sort of what you do in order to fix it and make sure that you're, you're taking all the necessary steps. So they were, they were awesome with it. And like I said, they, it was their team who then had to go through and individually bag and, organize shipping everything back to us to make sure that we could handle it. So I, I give them, you know, so much praise for working with us, realizing that, you know, what we did have a problem, we're going to solve it. Um, because without them, you know, this could have ended up with, you know, all of those sweatshirts going in the garbage, them fully asking for a complete reorder, which we wouldn't have been able to do because, as I said, we don't have that garment anymore. It's discontinued. Um, so mm -hmm. they, they definitely were on board with that and, you know, working with people who, um, have that same, you know, sort of mutual respect with you and, and all of that makes, you know, having issues like this come up um, less scary, but, but still scary because, you know, you, you want to be the number one for them. You want to always meet their expectations and exceed them, which we thought we had in the beginning by delivering early and then obviously dealing with this. Right. I was going to say the fact that you guys did deliver the two weeks early really allowed you guys to, to make this win in the end anyway. Can you imagine if you delivered it the night before? Oh, yeah. Or um, you know, the day of, there would be no way to 
to really yes. fix that. And I have to say, um, this client, I, I don't know if you guys have had this experience, but I always find that there's, there's certain clients who are always, you know, cursed. And it seems to be with every single one of their orders, yep. something inevitably <laughs> goes wrong. Um, but we're always able to fix it. They always are on our team with us about, you know, what's happening. And um, fortunately, you know, it's stuff that we, we can fix and we do address right away. Um, but, it, you know, it's, it's just unfortunate when it, it keeps happening to the same person over and over again as much as you try and, you know, stop these things from happening. Um, yeah, it just sort of it always sort of falls onto their lap. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Dang. So what was your main takeaway from all of this, Alexis? Um, ooh, that's a tough one. I probably just, you know, if you if you are going to deliver early, if you are going to have, you know, sort of those like, look at us, we're doing everything awesome, I guess fully just making sure and having everything be as perfect as it, it looks on the outside of it. Um, this was a, a fairly larger order, um, just in terms of the cost of the garments and the decoration that we had been using. So maybe, you know, having that sample come in here first and having us take a peek at it beforehand would have been something that maybe we could have done to mitigate that problem. Um, so that's definitely something that I've instructed, you know, my team and, um, you know, other, yeah, exactly, to make sure that um, <laughs> nothing like this would happen again. And even though it was something that, you know, a decoration that we're, we're fairly um, used to doing here and we do quite often, um, just making sure that, you know, maybe question that, you know, two week early, um, <laughs> timeline when we're used to it not being that uh, that quick on something like this. So, yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, so before we let you go, we always like to kind of end this podcast with a Halloween-themed uh, okay. question. So here is my question to you. Do you have a weird phobia? And if you do, what is it? Um, okay, I do. <laughs> I, uh, I guess yeah it would I guess it's a phobia and it kind of like fits along with this I I'm horrified and when I mean horrified I mean I had reoccurring nightmares as a child and still to this day don't like to be around them with giraffes so I have a phobia really? of giraffes I don't know whether or not it's their blue tongues I'm everything about them that like if there's one thing about me that's like that weird sort of like quirky thing it's giraffes I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So if that's, you're at the zoo, uh, that's if, a, agrophobia. Is that an actual thing? <laughs> it's the fear of wild animals. <laughs> it's not all wild animals. I I'm, I'm good with like. <laughs> I I just thought it'd help you out. I don't know if that helps at all. Oh my god! I feel like I need to like Google that or something. There has to be. I feel a there's a fear of like everything. Yeah. So. Zoophobia. Yeah. I, I definitely right. had trouble on those school field trips, like heading around there. Um, it was it was horrifying. Like I was just afraid that they were those big long necks were gonna come and like grab me and eat me. I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wait, I googled it. Oh There's God. a name for it. I'm probably not gonna be able to pronounce it. Is it the agrophobia? Camia. What? 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 Please do. You know what? Oh I'm yeah, it is. It. Yeah. I'm gonna post it in uh, <laughs> in the uh, the uh, like when we post this on Facebook. I'll comment below. We can oh, all okay, so there are others like me. I'm not the only one out there. There has to be, yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank oh, God no, I'm not alone. News. I thought that this... <laughs> I thought this would have a spooky, you know, feel to no, it. No, it's, 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 it's spooky for me, honestly. Like, there, there are definitely times where I... My teacher, actually, in the seventh grade, drew a picture of a giraffe on the chalkboard, and I hid under my desk. 
So if that gives you an idea of like, <laughs> the extent of my fear of giraffes, they're scary for me. It might not be for everybody else, but that's definitely on my like list of, of things that creep me out. So <laughs> I'm guessing you don't watch like Planet I do, Earth but I, I know to make sure the, the fear of <laughs> yes. Right, you're like, I'm only going to watch the, the winter ones. I'm not watching any the of the ocean, the safari ones. The, like, all that stuff is great, yeah. but just, you know, anytime we get into, like, the giraffe territory, I'm out. No thanks. I'm out. They can just pop out all of a sudden. And <laughs> well, thanks for letting me share that, you know, to, <laughs> to the world out there. Now, now everyone will know. And, you know. Taylor, do you, do you have a phobia? I, I actually do. Um, to be honest, it's a little bit in Alexis's oh, okay. category. Um, I am very scared all of right. fish. All right, like all fish? Yes. Uh, yeah. So I, 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 can, uh, <laughs> I can watch. So this is so weird. I, I can watch videos. I can watch movies, like whatever. It, it's totally not an issue. It's when I'm in the water, I am not okay. very comfortable. It, it, like, I, I'm very afraid. Um, yeah, I, I can't clean out a fish tank. Can can't you eat do fish? any of that. It's weird. It's theothopia. I can eat, I can eat so fish. Be, I can eat fish. It's kind of like getting back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're a, you're you're going to the pool then. You're See, not heading to the ocean. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, 100%. I mean, I'll go in the ocean, but I, I you know, I have to be right. able to see around me. I'm good then. <laughs> but Stephen, do you have one too? No. Not, not um. really. I'm lame. <laughs> Although I do have coworkers and clients, this is a this is a quick funny story. So I I had this client I've had for ten years, like good friends, and she was she was telling me that she has a fear of like uh, like clusters, like things that are, um, you know, like uh, like I, I was trying to give you an example, but like the inside of like a sunflower or like like patterns like honeycomb. What? Um, yeah. And I was like, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And, um, so there's actually a phobia called trypophobia, trypophobia is what it is. And we hired someone a couple years ago and we were talking, we were doing like a, a, an icebreaker or something. And she said that, um, there was a picture that popped up and she's like, oh, I can't look at that. And I was like, why not? She's like, I, it really creeps me out. It really gives me like the, this like fear. I was like, do you have a fear of like patterns and like clusters of things. She's like, absolutely. And I showed her some pictures and I was like, okay, hang on. So I called my client on speaker and I was like, you have to meet my, our new coworker. I said, you guys have something in common that you'll never guess. And she was like, what? I said, I said, explain your phobias to each other and let them talk it out in the office about their, their trypophobia. It's a thing. And it affects like, wow. like 5% of people. That's a huge it's like number. A big oh number. I was not yeah. expecting that. Yeah, it just shows how weird people are, right? I mean, we're, yeah. we're a weird kind Definitely. of animal. Well, they're all afraid yeah. of us, right? You think about it. Every animal that usually comes close is just like, in the wild, they're like, mm, no, I'm out. Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> yeah, te- technically, tryptophobia is like the fear of tiny holes and like all grouped together. So, oh, anyways. So well, before before we go, into, <laughs> we go too far off the rails How do we segue into this? <laughs> You know where there's not a hole in your marketing strategy, and that's with hit promotional products. <laughs> they have an awesome line called AWS, where 5% of all their items in the AWS line goes back to a variety of charities. So if you're looking for a great way 
to add like a special new layer to the to your giving and your clients' gifts, check out the AWS line and hit promotional products to find all sorts of great items on there. Alexis Taylor, thank you so much for the time today. Thank I you. really appreciate it. Thanks, you guys. Take care. This has been another episode of Promo Horrors. Tune in tomorrow as we hear another nightmare tale from the promotional products industry. 